Hallelujah. Greet the person and say, Welcome to church. Christian Center. Church is called Mercy Christian Center. Some of you do not know the importance of church. This is why at the slightest opportunity you have sconed. Some of you that know are grumbling. Say, ah, I've been attending this church only a number of years. <laughs> Am I sure God is real? Am I sure that my labor is not in vain? First Corinthians 15 and verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. First Timothy sixteen and First Corinthians sixteen ten. Now, if Timothy come, see that he may be with you without fear. For you walk at the work of the Lord as I also do. Don't be restrained. Don't forsake the work of the Lord, pitying yourself that you are laboring in vain. Rather, be consistent. Always abounding. What this means is if you want to do the work of the Lord, you must never regress, recant, or retard. You must never go back, never repress. It looks to me as if the work is not done. And it is done to the end. I'm convinced in my mind that the judgment has took is not going to hang at some middle point to be at the end. So do your best to finish strong. Not slothful in business. Romans 12 11. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit. Like it is said of Apollos at Acts 18 and verse 25, was fervent in spirit. Was mighty in the scriptures. He taught the word of the Lord diligently, was a Jew of Alexandria. 
but he knew the baptism of John only. Romans 12 and verse 11, not smoking in business, ferment in spirit, serving the Lord. I want to continue the exposition, the exposition I've been trying to give you concerning speaking with other tongues. I must let you know that there are different Christian people who under zeal for God go around town preaching against God. Please be cautious about your zeal. Less in a bid to fight for God, you are caught fighting against God. Sometimes out of zeal, you find yourself preaching vehemently against the word because you have no understanding. Out of some very lackadaisical spirituality, you can find yourself charging at opposing the truth of the word and that to your own grave heart. There are many preachers and teachers of the Bible who handle church stage platforms like this preaching nonsense. Out of zealousness for his father's religion, Paul ignorantly persecuted the church and murdered her members. Acts 9 verse 5 and he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. I see a lot of people on Facebook and some other media they mainly oppose several things, several truths of the word, out of some persuasive zeal that is tantamount to ignorance because they are spiritually illiterate. They are news of spiritual things. Acts 5 and verse 38. And now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel of this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest haply ye be found even to fight against God. It is possible that you are found fighting against God. Under trying to 
to justify something that you really are not ignorant or really are not fully aware or learned about. Do your best to learn the truth and to stay with it. Proverbs 21 and verse 30. Proverbs 21 30. There's no wisdom, no understanding, no counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. One thing I think I'm, I'm very reasonable about is this. There have been things in the Bible that I thought was one way. And then as I made progress over such things I discovered, boy, I missed it. Then I'll come and I'll say, sorry, I, I think there's a mix-up somewhere. This is what this place is saying. Then I will share with the people. If this has never happened to you before, then don't worry about what I'm saying. But if the understanding of the scriptures has ever, ever broadened to the point where you are saying to yourself, oh, I thought this verse is meant to be this, but now I can see better. Then, please, in Jesus' name, as a child of God, do your best to stay with the truth. Don't vex your jugular or carotid or arteries, your biceps, trying to argue against the truth that is found to be true. First Corinthians, and I see everything at the very base of consistent study. Let us, as individuals, consistently study the Word of God. You say, Who offended the man again today? Who argued with him? Nobody. This is not a message against anybody, please. So I've not had any confrontation or argument in the last few days. So just listen to the word. Let it come your way. Receive instruction. Don't take it out of context or personalize it in a negative way and therefore miss the message. The message is relevant for you and for me and to as many as the Lord our God shall call through our gospel. First Corinthians 14 are you sure you are still in church? Give me some small volume here. Just a little volume on this microphone. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is gracious. Don't bother. Just... I'll fix it, don't worry. First Corinthians 14.
mean sharing and speaking with other tongues I know for example there are several Christian people who up to now are fighting tongues I know churches where there is a huge argument against tongues I even know churches where they forbid to speak with tongues there must be arguing against 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 39 which a brother drew attention to last time we met before Sunday service 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 39 wherefore brethren covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues is this your Bible? but then 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 8 charity never faileth but whether there be prophecies they shall fail whether there be tongues they shall cease whether there be knowledge it shall vanish away is this verse saying tongues have ceased if this verse is saying tongues have ceased tongues have ceased so so is prophecy and even knowledge But we may know if we are not going to be obtuse or we're not going to be ignorant disciples of truth we should see the context verse 9 of 1 Corinthians 13 for we know in part and we prophesy in part but when that which is perfect is come then that which is in part shall be done away away when I was a child I spoke as a child I understood as a child I thought as a child but when I became a man I put away childish things for now we see through a glass this is the entirety of our, of, of our relationship with God upon us the time is going to come we are going to see face to face now we know in part the time is going to come we are going to know even as we are known so this does not remove tongues nor discountenance prophecies it still says love will never fail and the greatest of all love will remain forever people who fight tongues on the grounds of tongues will vanish are all wasting their time at first Corinthians 12 verse 29 are all apostles are all prophets are all teachers are all workers of miracles have all the gift of healing do all speak with tongues do all interpret speaks of diversities of tongues 
at verse 10 of chapter 12 and also the interpretation of tongues you say pastor you say what is the meaning of this there's something described as speaking with tongues as the spirit gives the utterance where there's an utterance from within me I open my mouth to speak with other tongues according to Mark 16 from verse 17 and this sign shall follow them that believe in my name they shall speak with new tongues Acts 2 and verse 4 they all spoke with other tongues all it will say first corinthians 12 forbids us to speak with tongues in all what about acts 2 4 they all spoke with other tongues they had them acts 2 11 acts 2 15 they had them at acts 10 and verse 46 they had them speak with other tongues and magnify god i could speak with tongues as often as i want no wonder the man will say, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 18. But then there is something called diversities of tongues and then interpretation of tongues which are gifts of the Holy Spirit that come into manifestation as the Spirit wills. Do I need to find a difference? You don't need to. Open your mouth and speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. A time comes, there's a manifestation of diverse kinds of tongues in your life. That is, you speak a tongue that somebody may understand or but somebody may have an interpretation to. Most times these two gifts work together. There's a tongue somebody knows. Or there's a tongue somebody has an interpretation to. You and I are not supposed to try to conjure interpretation. There are church meetings and who come together to speak with other tongues and they say, interpreters just say what they think. Rubbish. It's a gift. What is a gift? It's a manifestation. What is a manifestation? It's an uncovering. What is an uncovering? It is a revelation. What is a revelation? That is, it comes to you. It appears to you. It shines. You see it. You know it. You are convinced of it. Somebody puts it on your mind supernaturally. Now, let's quickly get a difference. I could instantly begin to think of Brother Ope and I could say in, in, in pieces or peace me I could say thank you Lord Jesus Brother Ope thank you there's something on your mind don't worry God will do it also this ratio of marriage, God will do it. Your school, God will. You know, at the end of the day, you see that there's a lot of human deductions, fabrications, 
concoctions in it when you when you have to keep thinking and you are saying regular things i mean just something anybody can know but when i i'm, I'm just there sitting and something comes to me about brother Opai. i mean in less than a micro millisecond you know 50 things about him he never told you about the moment it's permutation of guesswork you're working in the flesh so i come and i say i say brother Pe, your thought of getting married november 30th saturday at 9 a.m at ejibo is not of god <laughs> now you are talking so there are two ways to it if somebody had led me into it treacherously and i'm not using it to spite the man i'm making a mockery of the spirit because it's possible somebody tells you a secret to come and say in church you can increase your offering that's possible but let's assume honestly before god and sincerely i know nothing about him i say okay um you are traveling to lagos tomorrow you want to go and get a job don't go there's death on the way that's it very fast that thing on your mind what is the thing on his mind if it's a supernatural revelation god will let you know if he doesn't let you know don't guess don't guess you see the moment you have to close your eyes and chew your tongue and bat your eyelid and stretch and breathe and make some sign and mourn or go on or do something ecstatic or something or you dance around like some masquerade you are walking in the flesh straightforward you are here and you want this 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 and you have this date 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 and uh, the lord is saying yes simple that's it you got it right so it's a revelation so when there is tongues and somebody has meaning to it the supernatural meaning comes and it comes with the tongues we are in church for example and we are speaking in other tongues and somebody just hears somebody speaking in his language in his language in his language i can give you benefit of doubt but think about this if when this church and we are all told to pray between us and god and we are speaking with other tongues and there comes in a member of boko haram who has been sent as a spy into a lorry to spare to spy out the easiest place to plant a bomb around this town and the person is just maybe he's been given an apartment somewhere close to stadium gate and then he just walks to this church and sits down looks gentle his name is possibly usman Danfudio, but he says i'm nathaniel jeremiah or Solomon David or Elizabeth John or Matthew Mark something and he sits there he's evidently an evil person he has only come to spy out where he's going to place an explosive device we're speaking with tongues and he doesn't feel perturbed he just sits there he's skimming his plans he's looking at us it's not right why are there so few in this church where are they from Does anybody reach here any expensive iphone here 
He brings his iPhone, discovers there's no iPhone in this environment. 100 kilometers, nobody has or owns an iPhone. Man is like, even if I bomb these guys, they go to a billion pieces, nothing will come out of them except their teeth. They are calcium teeth. So, he's still baffled as to why am I in this place. Then somebody in this church begins to speak his native Hausa dialect. You, you think he will just, he will just, he will just laugh? You, you think he will just, it is not possible, no matter how wicked the man is. If the man hears somebody speaking his native dialect, that this native thing will sound in the midst of many. Just like if 120 people are in this church and they are praying screaming, somebody screaming Yoruba, you will know. I mean, it's so easy to know. Even without much supernaturality. What I'm saying is that the distinct thing he's hearing you just come at the person will just stand up and come near you. And you are possibly glorifying Jesus in his language. Or preaching at him in his language. Or calling his name in his native tongue. He will come near you and, and tap you. And then speak to you in his language. And you are just doing your own thing. Or, as he's there, you are speaking in tongues. And he's getting a meaning. He's just getting a meaning. The more somebody speaks, the clearer a definite message you have. This is called interpretation of tongues. That means that the Spirit of God has a supernatural knowledge of what is being said in another tongue given to you. It's not something that you say, uh -huh, yeah, let me interpret. What did you say? Kepo, kepo, the Lord is good. Uh -huh, say it again. Toma, toma, he wants ketchup and bread. No. This is trans, transhuman language. We're talking about supernatural transliteration. That is by the Spirit of God, you know exactly what is being said. Okay. Let me progress along these lines teaching you on tongues. But never despise speaking with other tongues. I don't know. I don't drink. I tried to drink some years ago. My brothers tried to teach me, one of my brothers. But then it didn't work. I almost died. I choked and it was called Ballantine. Ballantine Bal wine. Some very huge alcohol. I was scattering the place. After a while I recovered. So I would never drink in my life. So I don't drink but I have so much confidence in the truth of the word of God. And I've told you over and over again. I have a debut of testimonies concerning speaking with other tongues i will encourage you please if you want to live long like i want to live long pray in the spirit always always you walk at night you walk in dark places you walk at night you walk in dark places pray in the holy ghost Ephesians 6 and verse 18 pray all with all prayer and supplication what is praying in the spirit praying in the spirit is surely and certainly praying in other tongues if I pray in an unknown tongue first Corinthians 14 14 my spirit prayeth but my understanding is unfruitful 
What if I pray a spirit-led prayer in English language? You have prayed a spirit-led prayer in your understanding. What if I pray a spirit-led prayer in a language somebody knows but I don't know that you have prayed in the spirit? What if I pray in a spirit-led prayer in my native tongue? You are praying in an understanding. Once it's a language you know or you understand, it's in your understanding. If it's of the spirit, it's purely something you do not know. Let us take two verses and I'll expose it and close right at 1st Corinthians chapter 14. I've preached speaking with other tongues before in this church. I'm so confident grazing through it just in a glossary glossing through it because I know that there are several things nobody can take away from you forever. Since I've preached and preached over again I was looking through the archives I saw not less than 30 sermons I preached on praying in the spirit it's close to one year not a particular year but I mean not less than 30 sermons let's say every Sunday for example this brings it to close to uh, six seven months six seven months if it's every Sunday First Corinthians 14 22 this is not technical or difficult complicated there's nothing complicated in the Bible read your Bible with a plain mind Bible resource materials are very vital commentaries are good Greek Hebrew lexicons Historical artifacts concerning the Bible are very important. But be sure you have a Bible, your KJV, and one other one in modern English. As the most important requirement for Bible study. Don't be quick to jump at commentaries. Don't be quick to use people's sermon outlines to judge the Bible. Read your Bible well. Clear cut meanings will be there, you find them. Where it looks shrouded, read again and again. I don't want you to think you don't have the meaning of a verse you have not read in context of the chapter and the book. And redemption. I don't want you to feel that a verse is grey or is shrouded in a confusing manner until you have read it for like one year, two, three, four, five years. Five years of consistent study. Don't say a verse is confusing until you have brought it to this church. 
and you have given it to me to examine. You say, who are you? Well, this is not the place to answer the question now. After I've examined it, then, because there are some verses you think are confusing, but I'm explaining, you're like, wow! Because you never were patient enough to read well. You're not learned enough. You're not, you're not skillful. You're not careful. You're not diligent. You're not laborious. You're not studious enough to understand it. You're only just doing some grubble the gook craftiness. First Corinthians 14, 22. Wherefore, tongues are for a sign. What does this mean? Not to them that believe. So, verse 22 says, Tongues are for a sign not to believers. Is this clear? But to them that believe not. So tongues are for a sign to unbelievers. But prophesying sounded not for them that believe not, but for them which believe. From verse 22, tongues are a sign to unbelievers. for believers can I say it again verse 22 of 1 Corinthians 14 tongues are for believers prophecies for believers is this clear verse 22 Verse 23 and 24 look different. Who taught me this? I read my Bible to the point. Why am I teaching you? I'm teaching you so you can read your Bible to the point because I know some of you may never do it, but I'm teaching you now so you can read your Bible to this point. And therefore, Verse 23 of 1 Corinthians 14. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place, and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned, unbelievers, will they not say that ye are mad? Verse 23 is saying that tongues is not for unbelievers. Verse 22 says tongues are not for believers but for unbelievers. 
and prophesying is not for unbelievers but for believers verse 23 says if we come together and all speak with tongues unbelievers or those who are on land will say you are mad therefore verse 22 fight verse 23 within a frame verse 24 but if all prophesy and they are coming one that believeth not now one will learn he is convinced of all he is judged of all the conclusion verse 25 and thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest and so falling down on his face he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth what is many of this let us get some, some distinction or some clarity or some interrelationship between tongues and prophecy what does the bible call tongues tongues is a sententious spirit enabled utterance the utterance is sententious acts 2 and verse 4 and they all spake with other tongues as the spirit gave them sententious words this is the word utterance sententious phrases sentences or language so we can say tongues is the language of the spirit i speak through my vocal cords on my voice box by the spirit's enablement it is not a language i'm taught at celestial church i told you the history of tongues at the aladura church if you notice very well you will discover that the white garment churches have a particular pattern of languages which they learn it's a human abstract language it's not a language that has a standard linguistical structure it's a language you adopt by spiritual frenzy you are taught this is the reason why at the world garment churches there are only very few people that can speak this language after they are taught and it answers to a knowledgeable human interpretation within the circles of the spiritists and what eleme ajala things they know i mean is interpretable is something within their ranks it answers to just some 
spiritually concocted physical language. You learn it, you are taught within the sphere of whatever talismanic things that they do. I went to the root of it all. Sudden elders and leaders spoke with tongues in Somaladura church. And other elders will hear this man speaking in tongues in his room. And so they said, by the time this man is dead, how do you perpetrate the tongues? So they got the idea to get some pen and paper and write what they think they are hearing. So they have a body structure of this language they teach people. You just learn it. You can't speak this tongue by any spiritual thing. It has to be in there within them. You can't just stand up and speak forth in another church. What tongue? Who are you? You must be part of the spiritists or you are finished. But we're saying that by the utterance of the spirit, there is an oozing within me and I'm speaking forth as the spirit gives utterance. I'm not thinking it. I'm not trying to be careful about it. I just open my mouth to respond to it. What if God has given me a fake spirit? If you been evil, cannot give your children stone for bread. If you cannot give your children serpent for a fish, if you can't give scorpion for an egg, I do not think you make sense by thinking the spirit of God gave you a fake tongues while you waited upon him to speak with other tongues. If you learned the tongues at the Adagora church, if somebody taught you, or you are making a mimicry or a mockery of tongues, you know this all by yourself. If it's, uh, sir, say more of it so I can say it. What did you say? Ta, ta what? Okay. Ta, 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 poyo, poyo, poyo. You know you are making a mockery of the tongues. But if it's from within you, it has oozed out by the spirit. Even if it's po, 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 keep saying it. By the spirit. This is the meaning of tongues. It is however possible to speak a language somebody understands, but you don't. So we call it diversities of tongues. So, 1 Corinthians 13 describes it simply. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, this is, the Bible is complete. There's nothing like an emergency or some crisis point here. This is not supposed to be an outburst of some problem here. It's not a fallout. It's not a catastrophe. He already said, it's possible I can speak a native human language I never learned. He calls it diversities of tongues. He describes it as tongues of men or of angels. So we also have the gift at verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 12. Diversities of tongues. We also have what is called interpretation of tongues. The same way the tongues come, there will be a revelation of a body of thought that you are supposed to give as an answer of interpretation. Are you in church? What is prophecy? When I speak an inspired utterance to edify, comfort, and exhort men, 
in a known language. I've just prophesied. Now I'm preaching at you right now. Whatever I'm saying is not is not divinely inspired. What do you mean? While I'm trying to make everything I'm saying spiritual, it's a physical effort. I'm guarding my thinking, I'm guarding my speech. Sometimes I'm even affected by people. Have you noticed in this church I'm preaching and I, I withdraw? I said, what did you just say there? Because he has said something. I feel, oh, he's, he's trending something. He's saying something. Or I find Dr. Moji and her husband discussing what I'm saying. La, 